Welcome to Soundless Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music, where we explore what the Bible has to say about music and worship in the church and encourage those who plan, lead, and participate in their Sunday gatherings each week. Hello and welcome to the Soundless Doctrine podcast. My name is David Zimmer. My name is Bob Coughlin. And we have a very special guest. We sure do. On the podcast today, Julie Coughlin. That is my wife. Yes, it's so good to be here. Okay. Okay, guys. Sorry. Uh, It is so great to have Julie on. And I just want to mention something uh, that if you're watching on YouTube and you've tracked this podcast, you will see that. Practically everything has changed. This this is like it's almost like we should wait for another season to make these upgrades. Yeah, for sure. But we, we didn't. Have. No, because we're so excited about them. Yes. Okay, can but I? S- we have we have some new like microphones. That would be that the first. Mi- well, the microphone covers. Yeah. Because uh, so if we sound a little clearer. Yeah. It's because the new covers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We switched the table around. We have our logo in the background. Don't rush through it, David. This, take time to let okay. people enjoy okay. the upgrades. Yeah. So the table that it's redesigned we we care about how things are done and mm-hmm. what they look like yeah it's so, crucial okay, now. and then the, the logos in the background we've yeah. got a thing of sticks <laughs> in the corner uh but what i love about this is if anybody knows uh julie who's on the podcast today she knows they would know how incredible she is with creativity and design and mm-hmm. so I think we've made all these changes I felt kind of for our special because guest. she was coming on to make it a little just up it yeah. a little mm-hmm. bit. That's so good. It's good. So I wouldn't have entered the door if they had not made those changes. <laughs> Perfect. Well. So Bob, talk about our special guest. Uh, my, well, our special <laughs> guest is my wife of forty-five years, mm-hmm. and. Uh, we wanted you to have you on this podcast, and you had to be convinced to be on this podcast. Definitely. Because you did not want to be on this podcast, but no. I know that God has worked through your life in so many ways through the years. It's actually uh, one of the things that spurred it was uh, during a Worship Matters Intensive, which is a five-day thing I do with guys, mm-hmm. and um, Julie, we, they're at my house, and Julie came into the room, and one of them asked, hey, you know, how did you handle so-and-so? And uh, Julie like just talked for about five minutes, and they were like, And I just felt like all that I had done for the previous three days was kind of okay. But what Julie shared in those five minutes. So here's so so people get this get why you're here, not just because you're my wife, and I'd love to be with you anywhere. You have been the wife of a traveling musician, Mm -hmm. the wife of a pastor, the wife of a worship pastor, a vocalist, a set designer and a sound engineer. You've served in all those roles over Mm -hmm. 45 years. So we just want to talk about that, and especially uh, for women who who serve in music ministry and wives of of those who do. Right. Um, We just thought it would be great to hear how the Lord's been working through your life (laughs) over these years. So this is going to be two podcasts. First one, this one's going to focus on your role as a wife and mom. And then the second one, we're going to focus on you as the creative, okay. you know, all the music stuff and sound tech and so. Yep. Well, so I think a, a great place to start uh, would be uh, how you got saved. Well, <laughs> I would say I am the poster child of God calling someone because <laughs> I grew up in a non-Christian 
family. I didn't have some aunt over in England praying for my salvation. Because you were born in England. Yes. <laughs> as far as I know, no one in my family was a Christian. Mm-hmm. So the fact that God snatched me out of that is mm-hmm. has given me such um, confidence in his calling and him leading me in my my walk with him, mm. which is amazing. Um, so yeah, so I had never been to church. Um, it all kind of became apparent when a friend invited me to an Easter thing. And I, it was a concert that actually Bob was in some concert choir thing. And I kind of mildly had a crush on him. So I was like, yeah, you let's were go. Madly in love with Madly me. in love. Um, so I went and I'm sitting there looking at the program, waiting for it to start. And it's called, the church was called Calvary Baptist Church. Hmm. This is really an embarrassing story. <laughs> but <laughs> you weren't a Christian. So I'm like looking at it and I lean over to my friend. And I say, Patty, isn't that a terrible name for a church? <laughs> Thinking of like the cavalry, like war, you know, and and she just kind of like looked at me very strangely, and I was like, well, that was not the right thing to say. And so the next day at school, she was talking to me, and she was like, I mean, do you know what Easter is? And I was like, of course, chocolate rabbits, eggs. Yes, I know what Easter is, and she went on to say, you know what, you should come with me. Our church is doing this like Easter vigil thing and we all stay up to prepare for a sunrise service and stuff. Mm. So I went to that and I felt like scales fell off of my eyes. I was like, oh my goodness, like there's a God? Like my self-centered living is sin? Mm. I have a savior? This is unbelievable. And it was just like, from then on out, I was just like, okay, I'm in. This is amazing. Um, And I'm sure my mom was just like, oh, another phase. You know, she did the hippie thing. You know, here we go again. Mm. You know, so that that was kind of it. And then I just like was hungry for the Lord, wanted to read my Bible. Just I wanted everything I could find wow. about the Lord wow. at that point. So that's so awesome. Knew you were a sinner. Yeah. Yeah. A, it's a convergence is so amazing. Yeah. It is. You you don't realize you're a sinner and you need a savior. Well, and then it was only the Lord. Like mm. it wasn't like I was, you know, pursuing this intellectual, I wonder if I believe in this. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. just like bang. Yeah. Um, from out of nowhere. Wow. You know. So and then from that, how did you meet Bob? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's a long and sordid story that we'll I don't know we have time. That. No, we don't. <laughs> I mean, you met me in high school. Yes, met you in high school. Um, so I grew up riding and showing horses, and I hated school, and I just wanted to get out. So I did my junior and senior year together, so I could graduate early, so mm. I could ride horses more. Which put her in my class. And show. So he okay. was a year ahead of me. Um, and in my tenth grade year was probably my most sinful year. Well, of course, at that point, I didn't know it was sinful. you know. But I got into the dating scene, did some drugs. Um, what? Got fed up. <laughs> you told me that. Yeah, drinking. Got fed up with the whole dating scene because of all the mm. sexual stuff mm. and felt like guys could care less about you. They just wanted your body, and mm. it was just miserable. Mm. So I was like, oh, so this is what it is. This is horrible. Um, 
And so then I met, was in the next year, saw him in some classes, and he just took an interest in being kind mm. and being a friend. Um, and I was just drawn to him. I was like, oh my goodness, I've never met somebody like that. Like he seems like he just wants to know you. Part of it was kind of a pity card, you know, Bob being the merciful <laughs> God he is. Wait a minute. No, a, a lot of it was. I wanted people to think I was just wonderful yeah, and kind. Yeah. And just... Yeah, and I was kind of, you know, I had kind of withdrawn from popularity and all that um, as a result of my 10th grade year. So, mm. so, yeah, so that's what made me love him and want to get to know him and wow. never met. I mean, I had never, like growing up, like marriage was not a thing. My parents mm. got divorced you know, later, but they didn't have a good marriage. Um, mm. Children, you know, I mean, riding horse, it was kind of like, yeah, you should marry somebody that's small so that you have small kids <laughs> that can, <laughs> that can ride, you know, it was like a breeding wow. exercise. Wow. Um, so all of that changed yeah. when I became a Christian. Yeah, I was, yeah, I've never known that last part. The that you should marry part. no. That oh, you should marry yeah. someone small. Totally. Well, thanks. I'm six riding. four. So. I know. Yeah. Well, I, there go the horses. <laughs> well, so I. I mean, so, so people are hearing this, and uh, it's. I'm so glad you shared all that stuff because now, you. We, that was seventy two. Mm. So we got married in seventy six, mm. August of seventy six, and we have had six children. Mm-hmm. Um, we have twenty one grandchildren. And this all came out of, and this is what the Lord has done. It's yeah. all it came out of this this background that that, that nothing pointed to yeah. that. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. homeschooled our kids for many years, and then as they got older, we sent some to Christian school. Yeah, but yeah, so all the things I mentioned at the beginning, you've done while you were raising six kids. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, what amazes <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. me is just how God. God in his sovereignty prepares us, unbeknownst to us, for our futures. Mm. So, I, you know, I went to mm. college, you know, so I did the horse thing. I'm not sure how that fits in, but <laughs> <laughs> did the horse thing, got converted, um, had no picture of marriage and family, uh, went to school for, I, I wanted to be an architect, but didn't have the brain power for all that. So I um, did theater. I was like, oh, set design. That's kind of like architecture. You know, so I took that. Wow. And shortly into that, um, a guy who did sound for the theater grabbed me and, I mean, not physically, and, um, <laughs> and did an independent study with me for a sound stuff. So and then wild. I did some lighting, you know, and you grad, you know, and then we got married, you know, graduated. I'm like, so, you know, and then started having babies. It was kind of like, what was that all about? You know, but then 20 years at least later, all of a sudden the Lord like ignites all that. You know, it's just amazing to me. Well, so uh, when you got married uh, and you started having kids, you were touring. Yes. Right after, well, yeah, right after we got married, um, I was already in the group Glad, which was a contemporary Christian band band from late 70s to, you know, sometime in the 2000s. We were in it for eight years, but Julie ran sound for that. So I think within the first week after our wedding, we were on the road. Wow. And she was running sound. So and she how ran long sound. were you on the road together? Eight years. Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. And how many kids did you have with you? When we left, we had two. Just two, yeah. On the road. Yeah. So I think, yeah. 
well, how old was uh, three years in or something? We had Megan. yeah, so I left in '84. Yeah. So Megan wow. was three and a half. Jordan was one and a half. Yeah. Wow. So, what a yeah. crazy. It was pretty crazy. What a crazy <laughs> idea and adventure. So so fast forwarding, uh, like my one one question I wanted to ask you, Julie, is, um, you know, what was it like to be a mom uh, of kids, multiple kids? Um, uh, and older kids, younger kids, while your husband was, um, you know, pursuing what God has called him to do. Before you go there, I just realized you had asked me to do something, and I haven't <laughs> done it. So, Julie, wanted to make it clear, if you're watching this on YouTube, um, that your hairstyle is not a new... You're not trying to set, I'm trying a, to set some a new trend. Here, guys. <laughs> um, Julie had breast cancer three years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, it reoccurred. This, July. this year yeah. in July. So she is now uh, in chemo. And uh, God's been very kind yes. in that uh, the side effects haven't been as serious as for a lot of people. Although mm-hmm. last week or so, you had a hard week, but not. Yeah. Uh, so anyway. God's being very kind. Uh, another so that's t- with this. <laughs> another testimony to my wife. I said you could not wear that, be fine. But she said, no, I'll put something on. Um, yeah, that in the midst of all this, She's doing a podcast and and continuing to serve in in various ways. So all that just is the grace of God on her life. Mm-hmm. And one of the many, 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 many reasons I'm so happy to be married to her. Uh, so back to your question, David. I'm sorry. Yes. No. Uh, we're so glad that you're on the podcast. Yes. Uh, yeah, so what what was it like? You know, Bob was, even after touring, mm-hmm. uh, just sort of church life, and he was a pastor, and what was it like raising small kids? Well, I think, um, to go back, it's it's like the eight years on the road, um, we, in, we stayed in people's homes a lot, you know, encountered Christian families, and I think that mm. raised my vision somewhat. Being on the road definitely made me flexible. Hmm. And able to just kind of persevere through things. I mean, it wasn't Seriously. the easiest You'd be thing. On the road. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, so so we were together, you know, twenty four seven for those eight years. I feel like, and then we got off of the road because Bob just felt like we need to be part of just a church mm-hmm. and serve there, and not just be going to a bazillion churches all the time. Um, so then those first years, we were in Fairfax, Virginia, at a church. And I think that's where my vision for family, like, really erupted. Definitely. But we were still together a lot mm-hmm. during those times, and those were kind of all the younger years with my kids. Um, but I felt like I had examples ahead of me that would give me faith for, okay, I can do this, you know. Mm. But then there is definitely, like, a transition of... Um, just feeling like I want to be involved in everything that Bob does to I need to turn my sights to what God has called me to do, mm-hmm. which is raise a family, mm-hmm. and I want to do this really well. Um, so I think that that changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. When before he would go on trips and stuff, it would always be like, I wish I could go on a trip, you know, or I wish I could be in the band, or I wish I could, do, you know, always wanting to be a part of what he's doing. And just realizing, no, like, you know, if I truly believe God is sovereign, mm-hmm. like, he He could put me anywhere. And he has chosen <laughs> this life and this amount of kids and where we live and what Bob does. 
as the best possible thing for me. Mm-hmm. And so I want to like pour myself into that and do it well and stuff. Wow. So, yeah, so that really raised my vision. So I hear this <laughs> a lot from uh, ladies who are married to people in music ministry. Um, you know, the worship widow. Y- yes, if you <laughs> yes. might call it that. I've never heard that phrase, but um, yeah. How? I mean, you <laughs> you've done this. You did this for probably you know the age span of our kids is fifteen years. So uh, from the time mm. you know Megan was born to Mackenzie was you know. Well, 15, she would have been 15 in like 2010. So for about 30 years, 25, 30 years, you, uh, most Sundays, would this this not be true? Most Sundays, you brought the family to the meeting without me. Right. Mm. All right. Some women would hear that and go, they just go, I'm not, that's not, I'm not doing it. (laughs) Uh, And they'd be saying to their husbands, hey, you get here. So how did you do that? What Good what question. kinds of things went through your mind, and why didn't you get bitter? Because I haven't, never thought you were bitter. Wow. I could have been bitter? You could have been bitter, <laughs> yeah. You missed your chance. <laughs> um, I think, well, part of it's trusting in the sovereignty of God. Like, this is what I'm supposed to do. So that really plays into everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I am a bit of a problem solver, you know, so I would kind of see it as a challenge and like okay, how am I going to do this? And I had all these, like, rules for the kids and, you know, get prepare stuff Saturday night. and um, But it was just envisioning the kids for this is, this is a delightful thing. This mm. isn't, oh, I mm. wish Dad was here. This is so hard. You know, but, <laughs> but no. This You're is, saying you presented it to them in yeah, this way. That this is delightful. Yeah, I tried to build their, their faith for mm. involvement in the church and serving, and this is a way we can serve Dad, and isn't it great, like, what he gets to do, <laughs> you know? and Which I mean, you couldn't do when they were young, infants, toddlers. <laughs> it was just you. Yeah. You just had to... Drag them along. <laughs> well, tell yourself that. I mean, yes, and, and when yes. you say trust in the sovereignty of God, what do you mean? Well, just that this this is what He has for me. This is this is the He could take me anywhere. This is what He has ordained for my life, and I want to do it well to honor Him and bring glory to Him and support Bob and what He does. And um, it wasn't a hardship. I mean, there was one time. <laughs> One this time is, out of 30 This years. is the one that really stands out to me. We used to have these celebration conferences, which was all the Sovereign Grace churches got together. Hmm. People who are listening, who are moms of Sovereign Grace pastors, remember this very well. I mean, it, it was not a delightful time for the moms because you stayed in dorms <laughs> right? and no air With conditioning, the and they're all sleeping in a different situation, <laughs> and, you know, it was hard. You missed a lot. But it was a blast also. But there was one one evening session when I used to always try to train my kids to the one that was the right age to sleep in their stroller, you know, fall asleep for their naps and stuff. So so I'm backstage um, and tr- just trying to get, you know, pat in the back, trying to get this child to sleep. I'm like sweating bullets because it's like in a gym. It's hot. <laughs> And, you know, Bob came back, and he's, like, talking to all his, you know, his fans. Ministering, Julie, <laughs> ministering. 
pastoring, and, shepherding the flock. And I'm just sitting there, you know, getting angrier and angrier. Like, can't he see that this is a lot and this is so hard <laughs> and, you know, going down that hill quickly. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I felt like the Lord just was like, okay, you have a choice here. You can just continue this and feel sorry for yourself mm-hmm. or you can appropriate my grace that's like waiting to help you in this moment and stuff. And I was like, well, that's an easy, easy pick there. And mm. yeah, so it just changed wow. everything. But <laughs> how about how about staying late <laughs> on uh, Sundays? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because like yes, always the last. And that week. was my childhood as well. My dad staying till the very end, right. and us trying to get home, and my mom trying <laughs> to wrangle all of us to get out. Yeah. yeah, this probably isn't my glowing moment. It was a bit <laughs> manipulative on my part because my goal was we if we stayed late enough, then we'd probably go out to eat. <laughs> <laughs> so you can twist it. That's really yes, great. Yes, yes. Not the best motivation, but <laughs> it worked. Yeah, I'm amazed. I mean, there awesome. was just grace. Like, mm. I, I mean, I'm not the forward thinker to bring snacks and all that (laughs) so my poor kids like they would just hang out and wait and you know I mean if you know my husband he has the ability to talk for a very long time I'm the kind of seasons worth I'm kind of the person that I'm I'm always looking for the out in a conversation and so I hear him talking and I'm thinking this is the moment. He could end this right here. And then he asks another deep question, and I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Julie will always, as often said to me, don't you ever get tired of talking? Exactly. And I say, no, no, I don't, as I a matter of fact. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so it's just, you know, the same thing of just building into your kids that, like, this is great, you know? Mm. we, You know, you get to help wrap cords, and let me teach you how to do it, and... And I think that's been um, something that I've uh, observed, one of the many things I've observed through your life, Jules. But um, one thing is just how your kids are love church. They're drawn to church. Mm-hmm. They want to serve. They want to be involved. Uh, and I know not every parent gets to have the privilege of their kids serving alongside them. Right. So it's really a blessing mm-hmm. and, a, and a mercy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I just I love that you just shared that it was exciting you made it exciting to them, not mm. burdensome. Right. Um, you didn't right. do it perfectly, but you did it, you know, in If a we're way. really good, we might be able to go out and eat. <laughs> <laughs> and but, then, you know, you got to time it right, you know. Yeah. It's been like an hour. Send the sweet child up to ask, Daddy, can we go get some food at Bojangles? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Uh, but, yeah, I just I, I love that. Um, you know, and now our kid, your kids are singing on albums and writing songs, and mm-hmm. it's just been really it's cool. Amazing. To, oh, it's amazing. God's been, God's been so kind. Yeah, it's been really cool to see. Uh, what have some? What have been some things um, that to sort of flip it on its head that Bob has done to either make your life easier or harder? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to answer this question. <laughs> First. Nothing hard. It's it's all been pretty much making your life easier. I'd be interested in your answer. Yeah, I don't know my. I mean, I knew this was going to be a question, and I'm not sure. Did I do anything to make your life easier? (laughs) Well, part part of the problem. No, no, no. (laughs) Part of the problem is my own self sufficiency. 
you know, mm. that I wouldn't come to him when I was, you know, at my end. Mm. Um, no, you did sometimes. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah. usually I would like, you know, go, 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 start crying, you know, come to him, you know, and then he tried to come up with these great solutions. That was which one didn't of really always. <laughs> that was always so, one of the signs that, that like alerted to, to me that something was wrong when Julie would start crying. <laughs> That's when I knew. Okay. We got to deal with this. Right. I've tried in later years to like anticipate something's wrong before you actually break That's down. That's right. I've gotten better there. Yeah, I think. I mean, he has done a great job of involving the kids, mm. of um, helping them. Yeah, be a part of things. Like we planted a church in Charlotte, North Carolina, and that that was like the highlight mm. I think of our family's years. Mm. You know, every all hands on deck. Setting up, cha- you know, you're, you're meeting in other places. And, yeah. Um, so that was really fun. He was really good at um, coming up with solutions to problems, I think. Mm. Like, I mean, this is a dumb thing, but we had all these Fisher-Price little people, mm-hmm. and they were in this big tub. And I was at my wit's end because they would just argue about who had which little people all the time. <laughs> and one day he comes downstairs and he's like, you know what? We're going to learn how to pick little people, you know, and they would pass it around. And <laughs> and I was like, why did I never think of this? Like you need to teach them to pick things, you know, rather than just, I want that one, I want that one. You know, so, but things like that. I'm not sure how that relates to no, Sunday mornings, know, but no. I'm sure so I was Sundays, thinking of similar things for Sundays. Um, yeah, I think just a, a love for music. We always, I mean, Back then, mm-hmm. nobody had individual music stuff, right, so right. we all listened to music together, and mm. we sang together, and we would go through worship. Part of homeschooling, I would go through worship songs and teach him what words meant, and That's so cool. um, and he would play, and you know, Devin would bring his little guitar on Sundays, and Jordan would be drumming on stuff. You know, he'd have sticks on Sundays, and you know, just involving them in it all. Yeah. Um, I think built them into just a love for the church. Mm. And this is like a privilege. This isn't just, uh, we have to go to church on Sunday. Yeah. You know, it's like, no, this is our <laughs> life. Yeah. You know, and church is just kind outside of, of his job. Outside yes. of his yes. job. This yes. is our life. Yeah. That's what we do. It's yeah. really yeah. great. Yeah, we really try to make the, uh, the church um, a high priority. We didn't try. We made the church a high priority for our family. Mm. So rather than seeing it as a job, right. this is something we really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something we delighted in doing. I mean, there were hard Sundays for sure, yeah. hard seasons and all that. But one thing I wanted to say about that was, I don't think I did a ton yeah. to make that easy for you. Like I had to be in, you know, two hours before the meeting started. Mm-hmm. And of course, when Julie's running sound, she would too. Um, but the times I, you didn't need to be there, you were packing up all the kids mm-hmm. and, and taking care of all that. And I think it was your faith towards God that right. made that easy. That, mm-hmm. that made that enjoyable, that made that something that it's wasn't... New. I was, yeah, I wanted to do it with the same excellence that you would lead on a Sunday. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, oh, I wanted awesome. to be able to do that. Um, yeah. You didn't get bitter. I didn't get bitter. And, I mean, I would say out to the ladies out there, it's so important to include your husband in your struggles. Like, help mm-hmm. them know that 
you're bordering on bitterness, you yeah. know, that yeah. Sundays are not pleasant and, you know, you're sinning before you even get to the meeting. And, you know, you've got yes. to let him in on that rather than being fearful that you know, you're failing somehow if, if those are the struggles, because he can be a real helper to you and sort out things. And you know what? Maybe you need to get everybody's shoes together the night before, you know, <laughs> if that's the running yeah. thing or, yeah. you know. Yeah. That is so that's good. good. That's so helpful. Uh, just even for my wife, Julie, and I, as we think through, you know, me leaving for trips or going yeah, away yeah, and... Yeah. Uh, you guys have just been such an example to us uh, and so many of the men that have come into the Worship Matters Intensive and got to spend time in your house and see, uh, observe both of you. But um, just a a faith that God has, Bob doing what he's doing and your faith to come alongside him and compliment and uh, is just so encouraging to see. It's one of those unexpected blessings of being married to Julie, like I never knew. So when we got married, I thought she was getting the better deal. Mm. (laughs) I mean, just to be honest, I just thought, what a blessing for Julie to be married to. And uh, you know, over the years, that's totally reversed. And I occasionally put, on our anniversary, I'll put a Facebook post on, just like more and more amazed every year that Mm. God worked through my pride and sin Mm. to... To ha- to make me marry her, mm. because I can't believe she did. You know, look at, at now. I just think she's so far above me, spiritually mature, and <laughs> and uh, yet it's been just God's kindness. Mm. You know, God's grace, and uh, she's sort of faithfully uh, just for so many years. And I've never felt like she's you know supporting my ministry. I always feel her support. Mm. But I feel like I feel like she does what she does with joy and with faith and with gladness and with grace most and days. most things. That's not <laughs> not perfect, but close. Um, so that's that's just been and that that is what supports me, yeah. it, knowing that that she just doesn't feel like well I'm just supporting him. No, yeah, this is what or I'm, I'm invisible. Yeah, yeah, that's yes, what I've been called yes. to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she'd rather be invisible, but right. so. Next time, we yes. want to talk about all those ways where she's l- more visible, mm-hmm. the Julie the creative. So, you know, your your role is like running sound and your role as a, a vocalist. For a few years, you were a vocalist and your years as a set designer. And, you know, you've been doing all these things and continue to do them as a grandmother of 21 children <laughs> with cancer. Uh, it's like, whoa, okay. So I think it would be helpful to talk about just for women who serve in yeah. ministry, music ministry, and the artistic side, just to hear your thoughts on that. That's great. So you have, will you have thoughts for us? Maybe. Okay, which will. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining yeah. us, yes, and we'd love you. to have you back for part two. Yep. <laughs> thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.